Captain Look from Kempton. Five graded events, the Adonis, the Pendle, the Dovecut, the rescheduled Kingwell, and that grade three handicap, the, Bet, the Betway handicap chase. He's also the Ider at Newcastle, and Jim's got to be doing some all-weather talking about the Heaver Stakes and the Winter Derby. And speaking of Jim, here is the big ogre himself. Hello. Hello. Smashing. Um, weather's a bit dull, isn't it? It's just raining. I'm sick of it. Uh, we want it to stop because we want we want a bit of good ground, uh, better ground for the festival. But other than that, I'm in high spirits, uh, even though my voice doesn't really sound it. Uh, and looking forward to some nice runners running this weekend. Uh, I think that Pendle Novices Chase is really nice. It'll be interesting uh, to see the rescheduled King. Yeah, well, that's where we'll start, Jim, the Pendle Novices Chase. Grade 2, over 2.5 miles, 1.15 at Kempton. Uh, and the market five to two fav at this stage reserve tank for recording this on Thursday morning three to one master Tommy Tucker eleven to two Comanche Red six is Southfield Stone eight who dares wins ten Grand Sonsi and fourteen to one bar them Jim is is this going to be a lump job of the weekend because we have a favourite who we don't particularly like and a second favourite who we really like. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Um, you can pull calls in reserve tanks for him over fences. Um, he's been off since November. Uh, he started novice chasing fairly early on uh, in the season. He was second to Jarvis play early on when not exactly looked like he enjoyed it, and he just got the job done at Wincanton against If You Say Run, and then was beat by Danny Wisbang at Newbury uh, a couple of weeks later after that. So. <laughs> I can pork and I can pork, and as Archbishop of Colin Tizard, I really, really was looking forward to this horse going over fences. His hurdles form was perfect, I thought, towards the end of last season. He'd beat nice horses, he was progressing slowly. It was almost the lost in translation campaign, and uh, he's just not lived up to expectation over fences. On the other hand, Master Tommy Tucker. He's a horse I really, really like. Um, I've I've always followed him. Would you be in agreement with that? Yep, definitely. Uh, never shut up about him. Um, he's he, he's he can't really rate his run on Boxing Day because he was running with credit before falling, wasn't he, in the Grade One? And yeah, he was still in contention. He's only run over fences twice, uh, three times, sorry, uh, and two of them he's fallen. And I don't have a question mark with his jumping whatsoever, do you? Uh, look, I'd rather him have more completes than falls, mate. Yeah, uh, but I just think the little novice he falls. I think. That... Well, they are, but but he needs he needs to iron them out. Yeah, he needs to iron them out. You you, you, you can't say you you have no. I think it's a. Even though we really like the horse, I don't think it's a uh, something that can be ignored. That Master Tommy Tucker has occasionally jumped pretty sketchily. You know, even when he won at Kempton in November, that wasn't that wasn't flawless by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. It's his weakness, but it is also reserves tank weakness. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be a race of who's got the biggest weakness. And I think that 
Master Tommy Tucker will be given a positive ride from the front. Harry Cobden will be letting him go. Because over two mile, four and a half, I think this is the optimum. I think this is Master Tommy Tucker, Master Tommy Tucker's trip. Um, I, I've always been of the opinion that three, three miles might just stretch him out a bit. Um, I was I was hoping he was going to run well last time, not because I've backed him for the marsh, but um, I've, I've always been of the opinion, although he's won over two miles five, um, he, he's never completed the circuit over three miles, but I think two mile four uh, is more him. He's got a bit of speed about him. And... I think it'll be interesting to see if there's any market movement before the race for these, because I can see these flip-flopping in prices. Um, Reserve Tank's got to give £5 penalty to Master Tom Tucker for winning that uh, Grade 2 event two starts ago. So, yeah. Yeah, the Wincanton. Um, But other than that, there's there's nice horses in behind as well. Comanche Red for Chris Gordon. He's been... I've Chris Gordon's got some nice novice chases this season. I, I, we've talked about on the slopes. And I've been really impressed with Comanche Red. Um, he beat Simply the Bets at Kempton last time. Uh, and Simply the Bets has since come out and won uh, at Cheltenham. So that form's ultra solid. Beaten on the by nine third. On the slopes was third. He's come out and won. He... Comanche Red was third behind uh, Reserve Tank in the Grade 2 that I was talking about why he's carrying the penalty. And, yeah, I, I think Comanche Red's a solid each-way price. I think he's fair enough in the market. He's about 11-2. to Course and distance winner. I, I like him. And I, you've just got to respect the rest of him. Southfield Stone had a bit of a schooling session last time out. He's... We've both liked him from his novice hurdle days. And, One on this uh, card last year. He did. Turned uh, Angel's breath over. Which was a big turnover in the Dove Cup, wasn't it? Yes, and then, it yeah, there's there's a there's six of these, seven of these who I am a big fan of. But Master Tommy Tucker's head in that. Zero ten. It'd be interesting to see if they make the trip across the Irish Sea with him. He fell the other day. Whether he's come out of that race or right, he fell quite early on. It'll be interesting to see if they bring him across. And you are all by Beakstown. Yeah, would it, would it be well? Be surprised to see him win this. Probably slightly surprised to see him turn up. I think he's on a nice. Well, he's on a mark that gets him into the novice handicap, and that looks like it's a plan. So I wouldn't be particularly certain to see him here. Jim, uh, are we being? Too harsh on reserve tank. Are we ignoring the fact that his form in the spring was miles better than it was in the winter last season, and it kind of started to take off around this time last year? Yeah, you have to respect that opinion. Um, his form was a lot better towards the end of the season. You look at that performance at Aintree, beating Sam's profile, uh, beating Brewing Up a Storm. Sorry, that was really, really impressive. Um, you can. We haven't really seen a lot of brewing up a storm or some profile this season who he's beat. And he, he went in under the radar going into that entry race. And he even went in under the radar after winning that grade one um, going into Punchestown. Punchestown's a funny meeting. Um, you never really know how horses have handled Cheltenham entry, for example. 
So there's sometimes a shot result. And I'm not saying that he's a shot result because he's backed up two very good performances. But I think that... Like, you could, you could say he likes better ground, but going this weekend, it's probably more than likely going to be soft. He's won on soft before, but his two best performances have been on good to yielding and good ground. So, I, I, I'm I'm looking to take him on, if I'm being brutally honest. And I understand your point of saying his form's better towards this part of the season, with the spring campaign in mind. And they've campaigned him perfectly for that. They've given him an early start, give him a big break over Christmas, bring him back now and fire away. So, good luck to Reserve Tank, but I'll be taking him on. Yeah, that's, that, that's a fair way to look at things. Well, I'm like you, Jim. I'd be in the Master Tony Tucker camp for this race. But I think the winner will be either him or Reserve Tank. Those are the only two I can really <laughs> see having, having proper graded aspirations really in the future. I think Comanche Red is a good handicapper. Yeah, he is. You know, similarly, Southfield Stone has actually probably been slightly frustrating over fences so far this season. Uh, I do think the winner comes from reserve tanker Master Tommy Tucker. I will be with Master Tommy Tucker, but I think I'm... Maybe I'm slightly more cautious of reserve tank than you are. Yeah. I'm I'm not dead certain... I, I understand your point about Punchers Town Farm as well, but that's not something I'd back up uh, with Reserve Tank because he'd won at Aintree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it's almost the opposite of the Shack and Porswawa. He's gone there, the fresher horse, with a lighter campaign. Reserve Tank's won at, won at Punchers Town on the back of a full campaign. He'd had, that was his sixth run of the season, and he'd ran a month ago. So to me, that I, I wouldn't buy into... I wouldn't not uh, take that form literally. And yeah. a reproduction of that should see him win. But, but if you if you look at the horses is... in behind, I, I, I can poke holes in Anglatine de Soy, Tornado Fly, Damage Portois, City Island's not exactly been the same horse. He can poke holes. He conveniently stops when he gets to easy games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I understand that it is just the 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 the, the thing we Tommy took us jumping is that I think it is almost it's I'd, fixable. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd I'd say they're different types of jumping errors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I I, I think Master Tommy Tucker's like you said, are, are ones that can be ironed out. They they seem more born out of inexperience, whereas Reserve Tank seems to be slowing into them. Not getting high enough, jumping out to his left. To to me, that 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 indicated to me he's a horse who wasn't taking to chasing. Whereas I think Master Tommy Tucker has taken to chasing, but he's just still a bit careless on occasion. Yeah. We're both agreed on that, though, Jim. That's a good way to start it off. Lovely start. Would you back him for the JLT now? The Marsh, sorry. Yeah, I've already backed him. Uh, have you, what price have you got? I think I'm on at 25. Uh, let's just have a look. Because I tried to get on at 33s, but then as soon as I clicked on 33s, it had already gone. Um, he's in my massive price. Uh, lucky 15 that wins enough to go and 
live in Dubai for the rest of my life. Oh, go uh, on, I've not heard this. I've not heard this. Who, who else is on it? Uh, Fiddler on the Roof, 20 to 1 for the Supreme. Uh, King Roland, 33s for the Ballymore. That was before he blew out the other week. Uh, Master he's Tommy injured Tucker. and he, he misses the festival as well. Is he? Cracky. Uh, yeah, so does Harry Senior as well. I'm not sure whether you've seen that as your... Does he? Yeah, one of the uh, members of the Church of Tizard. Are you well, going to get... Are you going to get excommunicated for this backing against reserve tank? Yeah, I could do. I could do. Um, yeah, I, mean, I didn't know King Roland. That's blown me out of water. Cheers. Uh, I think I've got none running over. I hope. No, I don't think I have. Uh, Master Tommy Tucker twenties uh, and latest exhibition fourteens. Happy days, Jim. That, that's looking quite tidy, apart yeah. from apart from King Roland. Uh, I thought I'll do. A novice race of each on each day, so I did Supreme Ballymore JLT and Albert Bartlett. Um, I backed the latest exhibition after he beat Andy Dufresne. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember when about Fiddler on the Roof. Think about Fiddler on the Roof. I can't remember. It must have but, been prior to the toll, of course. He wouldn't have won. He wouldn't have been twenty to one after that. No, um, but for a fiver, I think it's it's was due to pay 43 grand. So, <laughs> it was just a bit of interest. Um, That's pocket money to Watson, that. Um, Absolute pocket money. I, I also did this one as well. Uh, oh, where's it gone? I've just lost it. Just a bit of interest. Another fiver. Altior, Paisley Park, Tiger Roll and Benny DeGier, all to win a race at the festival. 85 to 1. 85 to 1? That's... I thought that was value. Massive. LTR, Paisley Park, Tiger Hall and Benny DeGier. That's massive value, mate. You've done well there getting on that. Uh, as we'll move away from the Watson Millions and talk about the next one, which is the Adonis uh, Grade 2 Juvenile Hurdle. Over two miles, 13 to 8 favourite solo on his first start for Paul Nichols. Uh, 5 to 2 Fujimoto flyer for Emmett Mullins. Uh, winner at Autoy last time. 5 2 on Nana Bell. Again, first start for Nicky Henderson. Then 12's bar, then blame it on Sally Knight Edition, who won yesterday, and fantastic Ms. Fox. Uh, this is going to be hard, Jim, to talk about. Uh, but we, we know Paul Nichols likes a lot of solo. Wasn't mega impressive look he got the job done last time out he, he won at Autoy in November after being second on his first start uh, wouldn't have wasn't the most visually impressive of victories but he won by I, 15 I mean, lengths what more do you want has he been watching the right race solo last time out won by 15 lengths being high king <laughs> I'm watching the race where he's second <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm gonna say he's not. He's not getting. I'm saying he's taking him a while to get up here. <laughs> he's won by 15 lengths the next time. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But what what do you make of him then, Paul? Um, you you have to respect him at the head of the market, don't you? He's been well founded. Uh, Johnny Della here and Paul Nichols love to have a runner in this race and enjoy being competitive with juveniles that have come fresh fresh from France. 
that's hard. That's hard enough to say. Fresh from France. Um, I think that he's he's beatable because I, I I think it takes a bit of time for a French horse to acclimatise to the English conditions, the way we go in, the jumping. I think it's a lot different. Um, and I'd I'd be looking to take him on, but I'd, be, I'd fully respect him um, for what he brings to this race because. I think the top three are all very, very good, and that's not just because of the connections and the colours. Fujimoto Flyer won a listed race back in France early on in the season. Um, she's come off the flat, not not done anything wrong over hurdles. Um, had a rating of 72 on the flat, as high as 73. And she relished the debut performance at Killarney. Uh, beating Harvey Spohr by 18 lengths. I'd, I'd, I'd personally want Fujimoto flyer at this time than Solo, if I'm being honest. Um, I I liked. I quite like the favourite, to be fair, Jim. Yeah. Having watched watch him actually win. Have you watched his actual uh, win? <laughs> I have. Uh, it was very impressive. To be fair, he won't be. He was still good on his day. He still looked above average. On his debut, you know, he's second in a 18-runner race. Put that experience to good use. I'd say absolutely hacked up uh, second time at Artoy. And th- th- this is a race where I guess we are kind of having to go off off reputation because, well, Fujimoto flyers two out of two over hurdles, but was moderate on the flat. Was definitely moderate on the flat. Well, he's 75. I'd, 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 she, she was 70. 74. Which is moderate. Yeah. Which is bang average. It's a middle of a class four. Fair dues. So, personally, I'd be looking to have one of these sexier French horses come and and do it, come and do it, and I'd probably be with Solo rather than Nanabelle based on visual impression. Yeah, interesting point. Um, also interesting that uh, Manir and Swede have bought Fujimoto Flyer as well. He wasn't in them colours last time. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they run both of them because Manir and Swede aren't afraid to run horses against each other. And Nana Bell won by four and a half lengths last time out. Solid enough performance. I, I'm, I'm not an exactly a massive fan of reading into French form and seeing how it translates. I think Nanabelle's jumping could improve. Um, the jump at the second last wasn't exactly dreamy and sort of ran down the last and, and flicked over nicely. You know what? You know what, Lewis? I'm going to try and get them front three in the market beat. Go on then, pal. Who with? I like this. Blame it on Sally. Owners group. Um, no bias to you, but typical Mark, uh, Mark Prescott horse. Started off running over inadequate distances and then got a handicap mark of 58. One on debut, a handicap debut. Progressed through the, the ratings up to a mark of 76, which is average once again. 
Um, but I've always been of the opinion that it was a. It, I I thought that two miles would be more up the street of blaming on Sally. Uh, to be fair as well, Jim, I I take that as a different thing from Fujimoto Flyer, whereas Fujimoto Flyer was generally exposed. Yeah. Exposed on yeah. the yeah. fact she wasn't, yeah. she wasn't going up the ratings, whereas Blame It On Sally was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've just got some decent form uh, he's had in behind horses. It's quite infuriating that Blame It On Sally's a boy. Um, that, that slightly infuriates me. Um, however, I think Blame It On Sally's still got an entry in the Triumph. Um, so... If he's to be running in the triumph, he sort of needs to be winning this, doesn't he? Um, he's got he's got entries. He's entered tomorrow at Warwick in a juvenile hurdle, and he's a hundred to one for the triumph. Um, they got get your money on now. Um, no, uh, I, I'd probably sit and watch this race, and I might play blame it on Sally each way if I'm looking for something. If there's any market support. I'll be I'll be going that. I'm I'm going to be trusting in the champ, Jim. I'm I'm going to be with Solo, but like you said, blame it on Sally. Sir Mark Prescott first four starts went off 66, 100, 200, and 150, and then the next three ones into handicap seven to one, five to two, seven to four on. No, that's how you get a handicapper going. What that's brilliant, training. isn't it? That's beautiful. That is a piece that only certain trainers can do that, and that is a piece of absolute genius. Oh, uh, I love it. And, and, a, sorry. No, go on, mate. I was just going to give a mention to Fantastic Miss Fox. Oh, that was the exact same thing I was going to say, so... Um, two wins at Doncaster, including a listed Phillies juvenile hurdle, being guardian of top. overshadowed by Glyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a really, really good performance. Uh, gone from strength to strength since falling at Aintree on my birthday in a listed juvenile hurdle. Uh, I, I think that she deserves a mention. She'd need to step up once again. She's on a rating of 126. You could see her running competitively here and then going on to something like running the Fred Winter. Um, yeah, she's uh, a nice mare for Williams. She's nice, nice. and there's a few. I think there's a few more wins to come out of Fantastic Miss Fox, and and it can be dual purpose. She can be dual purpose as well because she's got good flat form. Um, she can go for trips around flats as well. So yeah, nice little race, just no strong opinions. So it's blame it on Sally each way for Jim. I'm gonna, like I said, trust in Paul Nichols and go with the favourite solo. The next race is rescheduled from Wincanton last weekend, the Kingwell Hurdle. Lots of them standing their ground, but I guess, Jim, the key point in this is this week it contains Pick Dory, who's a general 3 to 1 favourite, 100 to 30 Fusil Raffles, 4 Chitabello, 9 to 2 Kelderstan, 5 Song for Someone, 7 Elgin, 20 Diego de Charmy, and 20 to 1. Bar them. Uh, Jim, what angle do you take into this race? Again, it's a lot of. It's a it's a few of the usual suspects, shall we say, in these sort of grade two hurdles versus some of the more progressive ones like Kelderstan, Pickdore and Fusil Raffles, who's on a recovery mission. I'm I'm laying Pickdore all day long. I, I'm I don't think Pickdore's 
up to this class. Um, and I know it's a weak class at this moment in time, but a three to one favourite, not for me. Um, a bit, uh, I don't think didn't Nicky Anderson said Fuzzle Raffles will just go straight to the festival now. I don't know, mate. I don't and know. I, and I, I like it wasn't due to run last week, but whether that was a ground-based decision or something. I like Fuzzle Raffles more um, going to the festival fresh. I think he runs better fresh. Um, Chitabello is the obvious next angle at four to one. Um, he's he's so likable. Um, Dan Scallon's done a tr- tremendous job with him. He won the cat hurdle last year and then was third behind Super Sunday in the Betway uh, hurdle. So he, he he comes to hand at this time of the year. Early on in the season, this season, uh, he, he finished third behind Cormillard in the international, and he was fifth behind Epiton on the Christmas hurdle. That form would bring him into this race and be the next logical angle. Um, I, I think that four to one's a fair enough price about him, and I think that's where I'd be looking at at this moment in time. Um, I, I'll keep banging the drum of Elgin. He'll obviously need this run. Um, he's jocked up with Tom Cannon on. Uh, he's been off for 711 days. and but Over hurdles, sorry. Off for 589 on the flat. And he'll need this run, but he'll come on for it. And I think he'll, he could chuck his name into the champion hurdle picture if he reform, retains any form of old. And... Other than that, Fred's the interesting one for me. Um, Twenty to one uh, novice hurdle winner at Musselburgh last time for uh, this Manier and Sway team and Nicky Henderson. Yeah, he's uh, the two times I've backed him, the two times he's got beat, um, <laughs> the two times I haven't backed him, the two times he's won. Um, he's beat a, a nice enough field at Kempton. Um, the form of that maybe isn't as strong as what I was originally thinking it was and then at Musselburgh he's beat Malistic by a head I think Malistic could have beat him that day if he just hadn't uh, hung left and made too big a mistake but he's the unexposed one um, he's getting he's, he's coming into this off 11 stone too uh, he's only a 5 year old there's still a bit more progression but I couldn't. He's a course and distance winner, but I couldn't be saying I fancy him strongly. Um, but yeah, Chibello for me. I was going to disagree with you there about Fred. Is Pick Dory not the unexposed one? Or the one who's clearly going the right way? But Pick Dory's only going the right way after one performance. Still the same, also, mate. Um, he was beat. Decisively by Thomas Starby on his seasonal reappearance, and I know it's his seasonal reappearance. Nichols's horses always progress for the second start, but I, I really don't fancy Pick Dory for this. I think it's a big step up from a handicap into a Grade Two hurdle. If well, evidence this season suggests that it's not, but I'd, I'd, I just want to see him do another perform a good performance again. Like what he did in the Betfair hurdle. I, I just want another strong performance to back it up. 
Jim, just in case you reckon Fusel Raffles does turn up, I know that wasn't the plan last week, but I say with, the, with it being rescheduled, we're not quite sure whether he will or he won't. How close would he get if matching the level of his win Canton win? No, I think he'd be deserved to be banged up there. Um, his form last season as juvenile was really, really solid. He's he won on this card in the Adonis, and then he went on to punch his down to beat Fakir Dudri. That form is rock solid. We know that now. Um, and then he, he he struggled on his seasonal reappearance. He obviously needed the fitness. Grand Sansi made him work for it, and he just got his head in front. And then at Kempton on Boxing Day, he was disappointing behind Epitont pulling up, and his jumping wasn't that good, and he's he just didn't look up to it. Um, I'd prefer him to be going fresh to the festival, um, but whether the plan is to go here is a different question. If you if you fancied him, which I, I probably I don't think he'll run. So, um, but 130 is a fair price. I'd have fuse of raffles at the end of the market instead of Pick Dory. I think Pick Dory is completely the wrong price. Um, he's three to one with everyone. I'd have him at least sixes. And Jim, the highest-rated horse in this is Kelder Stan, who took a bit of a scalp last time out, beating Call Me Lord. Uh, what chance would you give him? Um, you'd have to give him somewhat of a chance. He beat Call Me Lord last time, didn't he? Um, last year's winning connections as well. Yeah, um, his form's been a bit up and down this season. Um, he won well. At Cheltenham in the Masterson's holding hurdle beating Soviet Pimpernel and then he, he went on to the Greatwood which was a bigger race and was ran with credit um, the Rel Keel he was fifth of six not beaten far by Somerville boy and yeah you'd have to warrant respect for him um, but whether whether I could be backing him here, I don't know. I don't have I don't have a strong opinion. I don't like Kedistan as much as you do. Um, I've not got anything against him, not yet. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say as much as I I liked him as a juvenile last season because he kept winning, and he was still, you know, a I felt a much bigger price for the triumph from an each way perspective as he ought to be in about January. Hmm. So I, I I was quite confident that he'd hit that he'd at least hit the frame because I thought he was a sort of solid, you know I I I, I I'd have expected think horses other horses to come out and improve past him but I still thought he was solid and uh, had the sort of attitude where he where he could hit the frame he ended up finishing fifth so didn't quite get my money back for that but uh, I, I I I wouldn't say he's a horse I am well he's a horse who I just think he's at the level. He is. Yeah, he's a great three hurdler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the yeah. progressive one in the race is song for someone, Jim, having his first crack at an open, an open graded race. What would you make of him? Um, I've, I've always liked this horse. Uh, I remember him running in a juvenile hurdler here, Doc, if I remember rightly. Um, early on in his career, I might have made that up. Yeah, I have made that up. Have I got the right horse? Um, he, he's he was six in last year's entry juvenile hurdle, wasn't he? Um, behind Pentlandales, and and that was after the winning a Warwick juvenile hurdle, winning it by three lengths. He's this season his form is pretty decent, if I'm being brutally honest. 
Um, he was third to Matt the Man in a listed hurdle in December, and then he went on to finish second behind Thomas Darby in a Grade Three uh, handicap hurdle. So you have to respect him. Um, this is the next step. Um, he's gone up five pounds for that, finishing second, up to a mark of one five four. And you, you'd have to respect him. He's the one. There's a, he's into the category of Pick Dory. Uh, Fuser Raffles, song for someone, and Fred who are progressing nicely. Whereas I think Jabello is just a standard setter, and I, I, I'd I keep coming back to it. I think Jabello is the best horse in this race, and he will win. Simple as. I'll be with you, mate. Um, I I I think Jabello is probably the most solid option in the race. His form this season, I was probably just about rank highest. Though I, I would say the biggest danger would be Picadore. Yeah. Most of these, Jim, are fairly exposed. Picadore is the one who, who is likeliest to progress past them. Yeah, you could see that. You could see Elgin. Elgin's still got a bit of potential to squeeze out. He's been off for a while, hasn't he? No, I'm, I wouldn't be with Elgin first time. First time over hurdles in, you know. Well, he won this race two years ago, then running the champion hurdle. Not seen him over hurdles since. Big ask, mate. It is. It is. But who knows? So we both for Chitabello. Chitabello, yes. More agreement. This is a strange. As we move on to the 302 at Kempton, the Skybet Dovecut Novices Hurdle, 11 to 4 Fav, Buzz, 11 to 2 Son of Camas, 6 is Highway 102, 7's West Cork, 15 to 2 Benson, and then 10's Fair Pass, Sivola, and Nanabel, who's also in the juvenile race. I assume she'd be likely to turn up there. Uh, Jim, what angle would you take looking into this? Um. I think this is a really, really nice race. There's some nice juvenile, uh, nice novice hurdlers running in this. Um, I'm taking the angle that I'm going to try and look to get Busby. Um, I think so, I think Stable Companion, son of Camus's form, is rock solid. Um, not because he was beat by Fiddler on the Roof last time, but um, he was beat by King Roll. Uh, he beat King Roland at Newbury. Um, and as I, as I've said previously on this. Really big fan of, of King Roland and, and that race at Newbury's strong enough to be competitive at a higher level. I think he beat Jim Connolly, Asper Glory. Um, they're all really, really solid types uh, in novice company. And I think he's got decent form to back that up. Um, he, he was stepped into great company last time in the Tolworth. Um, he obviously was just beaten by a very, very good horse that day. The, the form of that race has been backed up by Calvador, who's won round a small track. It might have been Plumpton uh, a couple of weeks ago. So there's, there's winners in behind it. And, and I think that grade one's really, really solid. Um, I think Son of Camas should be... He's a, he's a good each way play at this moment in time at 11-2. I think he's, the, I think he's value. Um, if there's still 11 to the fact that he's he's four to one in places, but he's 11 to two with three six five. But, um, he's drifted in the market a bit, but 
it'd be interesting if Nicky Henderson runs both of them. Um, Highway 1 or 2 uh, has been bullying horses around Plumpton. Uh, obviously, people will know Highway 1 or 1. Well, Connections now have Highway 1 or 2. Um, he, he's... He, it's sort of just... He's, it's almost as if he's got his act together the last two starts at Plumpton. Um, and he's absolutely blitzed the field. He's jumped really well. He's the second highest. Uh, no, he's not He's not the second highest. He's the third highest rated. Buzz and West Cork are the two highest rated in this. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and a really, really interesting race. Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't rule out Benson. Benson was coming back into the race last time. Absolute crazy. What he did, just chuck Sean Bowen on the floor over the... Uh, oh, it might have been James Bowen, one of the Bowen brothers. Um, so, yeah, West Cork's another one who's interesting. And Far Parts of All is on a nice handicap rate, and the 1-3-1 had saving for a handicap. Um, I know this is a grade two, and it'd be worth going to, but I'd, I wouldn't want to ruin his handicap, Mark. And, yeah, really, really nice race. What are your thoughts? I'd be... In agreement with you regarding the Henderson pair that I would quite like, uh, I would probably prefer Son of Camas to Buzz at this stage. Buzz was a very good flat horse. One one of the best flat horses we've seen go over over hurdles for a while. Uh, And yet the form of his Donny win last month, well earlier this month, was, was, was good. I'd probably rate Son of Camas as Win at Newbury, though, was the best piece of form held by any horse in the race. Uh, his third in the Tallworth might not even have quite been at that level. You know, like you said, coming ahead of Trin- King Rowland, Trincomalee asked for glory, who ran in the champion bumper last season, and Paul Nichols thinks quite a lot of. Uh, he'd be my pick out of the Henderson pair, though. Like you said, it's a reasonable point seam of a both turn up. Uh, Away from that, Jim, I, I, I think probably West Cork is the most solid, but I would, in fact, I would probably side with either Henderson horse, depending on who turns up. If they both turn up, I'd be, I'd be with Son of Camas, but if Buzz turns up on his own, I'd be with Buzz. Uh, I'd like you say, if Benson, if we didn't quite see how Benson was going to finish his race off, but he was competing. He was, he was warming to his task, wasn't he? Yeah, he was definitely competing with, you know, horses who at this stage have, um, they've had more opportunity to show better form, but have better form than anything in this race. So he'd be respected as well if if behaving himself this time. Uh, I guess he's he's kind of the flyer in the element, isn't he? Because we don't, Really, know how we how we'd have finished off, but he was in the process of running a good race. But yeah, I, I, I'll I'd be with Son of Camas, and if Son of Camas doesn't run, I'd be with Buzz. Yeah, solid. I think uh, I think I'm going to go Son of Camas. We've agreed far too much today. Um, we have Son of Camas for me, and uh, a horse who I I can just can't get right this season. But he, who knows? But Gary Claremont of uh, John Joe O'Neill's. The two times I've fancied him, the two times he's got beat, this seems to be a, a, happening quite a lot. Um, 
I really fancied him uh, to at Sutherland on his debut to beat. Uh, I think it was called winning his everything, and he finished third. And then next time out, I thought, oh, well, he won't be, won't be being competitive. And then he brushed the, brushed aside a nice field at Ludmore. And then he he went there a couple of weeks later, at odds on, and got turned over. And then he went and went back to Ludlow once again and beat Langer Dan. So he's he's a horse I quite like. Um, I think that point to point winner over two mile four. Um, this season, anything he does is a bonus, and he's he's a nice big galloping type. And I, I quite like Gary Claremont. He's a nice horse and one to follow. And off a mark of one three one, could be a, a handicap to pick up in him somewhere. Not a problem there, mate. We'll move on to the day's feature event, the Betway Handicap Chase. It's a Grade Three, uh, over three miles. And the market at the minute suggests just as things are likely. This winner, eight to one favourite, tens Adrian Dupont, twelve Sumetagal, and what more? 14's Blackcourt and Kildis out, double shuffle, dashing perk, 16's Talkies Cheap, Creefield, Mr Malarkey, Highway 101, and 25's Remain to Sanam. This is a confirmed field, Jim, all decked and jocked up. Uh, which way are you looking at this minute? Um, I think I'm going to land on dashing perk of uh, Dr Richard Newland. Um, he was second to Mercy Mercy Me at Sandown. And How did you let that happen? I, I don't know what went wrong there. Um, and I, I just feel like he's more unexposed <laughs> over fences. Um, he's only had three runs and he's finished first, second and third. I, I feel like off 10 stone, he could make his best way forward in a three-mile staying chasing what could be soft to heavy ground. Uh, I, th- I think towards, I've learnt my mistakes from the Betfair hurdle and elsewhere where look at lower weights in these big handicaps because I think Black Carton might struggle to lump around all that way. As much as I respect him, I, I, I can't see Black, Black Carton winning. Um, dashing perk. Just, I, I just feel like Dr Richard Newman could squeeze a bit more out of him off this lowly weight. Um, I think 14 to 1 is a bit of value and we couldn't go a podcast without tipping a John Joe O'Neill uh, Colin Tizard horse in Mr Malarkey um, he's gone off he's the rails a bit. This season. he's gone off the rails a bit but I don't know he still shows something in his run to make me think there's still something there Um his performances last season were really, really good. Um, he was fourth at Cheltenham. Uh, he won the Reynolds Town. He was second to Kildy Sight at Aintree in the Grade 3 chase, similar to this. And this season, he's, he's sixth in the Labrook Trophy. was good enough. Um, he got dropped two pounds for that. He's dropped another pound for this. I just feel like there's still he's got one of these in him. And he's going to pop up this season. And you know what? We're changing. We're flip-flopping. No dashing perk. We're going Mr. Malarkey once again. 16 to 1. Um, that, that, I, that makes me feel slightly better about having killed his heart as one that I'm bearing in mind. He wouldn't be my pick, but I was going to make a little bit of a case for him. But the fact that you've tipped up Mr. Malarkey, who's arguably been 
more disappointing than killed the start of this season makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe it's the, just last season's form still sticking in my my head. I want him to be ridden really positive, give an aggressive ride from the front, get him rolling, get him going, uh, and hopefully he can finish a bit better than what he has because he's not been too good this season. Um, just to say this is so such a competitive race, I don't re- I don't really fancy that much in it. For being honest, exactly, mate. It's it's one where I'm I, I was struggling to look for an angle away from the favourite. They're all they're all very much of a muchness. Um, Black Cottons in that barrier between Grade Three and Handicaps don't know where where to go, and Handicap rating's too high, and so and so. Double shuffles, uh, 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 solid. He'll run his race. Um, dashing perks, the only unexposed one in it for me. And Creve Hill is. I think he's handicapped now too much. Um, Highway 101. Again, once again, this season's not been too good. I've tipped him for most handicaps. And yeah, Lewis, his uh, phone's ringing. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll just ignore third, that. The third time, third time we had to stop it, that my house phones rang. I stopped <laughs> it last twice, picked it up both times, and there were no one on the end of it, so I buggered it third time. We'll just, just let it ring through. We'll, we'll play I'm, through it. I moved the phone into other room as well, but there's still the monitor charging thing that still beeps. <laughs> so I moved that. So I can't move that. So um, yeah, that's that's what that was. Uh, just a sting though for me, Jim. Like you said, it's a race where I think <coughs> more of the field are out of form or badly handicapped than not. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, I, 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 I just think just a Sting is the most solid one. C&D winner last time out. That was a good race, current, a Highway 101, Samantagal, Cobra de Mai. It won't take, you know, it'll probably take a similar amount of winning. He's only up three pounds. Uh, he's run well several times at Kempton in the past. Before that, Wincanton fourth in the Badger Ales Trophy. He wasn't a ma- wasn't beating a mile there either. You know, still within seven lengths of the winner. Uh, I'm surprised he's only gone up three pounds for the C and D win last time out. And at eight to one, I like him. Yeah, you can you have to respect him because he's ahead of the market, don't you? Um, but. I'll be looking to get him beat with something that's exposed and out there and overly handicapped. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I'd, I, if I were to look for an alternative, I might just about be siding with. Oh, how much do I trust? Go kill this out. Go it'd kill this out. It'd be with kill this out or what more? Oh, what more? The novice what more who. Who was third in the uh, listed novice chase at Warwick uh, last month? Not beaten far by Darren Dakaja from Piermat Huntington in November. Open handicap first time out, maybe 138. It looks fair enough for me, but look again, I, I was struggling for other angles and killed this out. The Ben Paul in Yard are in better form now than they were. Earlier in the season, uh, they had a 33 to 1 winner at Donny yesterday. Uh, 
And I, you know, Kildersat was progressing really nicely and was a horse I, I had in mind as potentially up to grade two level going into the start of this season. His, his JLT fourth reads really, really well. He came home ahead of Vindication and Real Steel that day and beat Mr. Malarkey in the good handicap off top weight at Aintree on Grand National Day. Not put it together yet this season. Back to a flatter track uh, with the polling yard in better form. I wouldn't be surprised to see a more improved version of Kilbis out this time, but I've, I, I think the favourite's the right favourite. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect him. Um, he's going to have to be fairly hot-footed, John Bowie, because um, this takes us nicely onto the Ida. Um, he's riding over to Sam in the 245 at Newcastle. He's also riding in the 335 at Kempton. The, the Ida won't, won't be finished by 335, man. <laughs> oh, they'll still be plodding around in the Ida. Um, oh, I will, we'll be here all week. Uh, do you want to touch on the Ida, pal? Uh, I, I was just going to say I like over to Sam. Um, he stayed out three mile one last time out beating Christmas in April who reopposes here. Um, he's only nine. He's not had many runs. Um, I, I just think he, there's a bit more to squeeze out of him. Um, he's a big chasing type. Really, really like him. I've always liked him since his debut runs. Um, he's he's only raced five times uh, under rules and he's won two of them and finished third twice. So, He's needed wind surgery. He's he's beaten an average bunch last time out. Um, he was off a rate of one three two. He's only got up three pound for that, and I think that this isn't anything special. And he should be up to being competitive in this again if he stays this marathon distance. I'd if I were to have a selection in this race just at first look, it'd be with Petite Power, who's down one pound for plodding his way into third at Warwick. That race <laughs> took a hell of a lot of staying. Captain Chaos Captain Chaos went off like a scolded cat in front and it took proper stayers to see the race out. You know, the conditional who isn't who isn't a horse who lacks stamina. You know that on his feet. Yeah, exactly. Petit Power was very, very slow, but he was slow enough to stay on into third. Uh, he'd be my pick at this stage, but it's not a race I've particularly had a look at. Or to say I love my slow boat army. It's not a race that particularly interests me either. Yeah. Uh, Jim, we'll let you do some all-weather talking, mate. Because uh, I don't really know what I'm on about. The Heaver Stakes and the Winter Derby, Jim. We'll start with a big sprint over five furlongs. Um, I'm going to tip up uh, good effort here. He's seven to four favourite. Um, I-, I think... This the uh, the two races that we're going to be talking about. I'm not going to go for anything exactly special. Um, I think good effort should be winning this. He won at Lingfield, nicely beaten Soldiers Minute. Uh, the farm of that Cleve Stakes. That, that's the farm of that's rock solid, and he, he'd previously beaten Royal Birth. Uh, he makes all. He, he he just makes all out the gates. Bang! Catch me if you can. Um, Five or six isn't any difference. Um, he, he carries a three-pound penalty in this, and I just think that he should be winning this in what's a... It's not exactly a race that 
excites the imagination. Um, but if you were to double him, I'd double him up this weekend. Good effort. And Bangkok, I know the two favourites, and, and it's not exactly exciting. Um, but Bangkok's form last season was ultra solid. Um, and he's had a run on the all-weather surface this season, and he's, he's, thought, he's come through it with flying colours, beating Courthouse by four and a half lengths um, in the Winter Derby trial. Um, if, he's running Doha as well earlier uh, in December, so he's, he's race fit. He was second to Japan in the King Edward uh, Group 2 at Royal Ascot, and then he was fifth in the Skybet York, and he was second in the Strength Hall. So he's got really, really strong form. Um, and I just think that Bangkok and uh, good effort are a nice double to be going up. You've got to respect Dubai Warrior in the Winter Derby. Um, he's the John Gosden hot pot who I, I can see the money really coming for. Um, he's the more... He's only had six runs and four wins. Um, everyone's been really hot on him since his winning debut at Chelmsford. And he's gone off favourite every time he's run. That's an interesting fact. Um, I, ju- I just feel like the, the consistent one who is more exposed will get underappreciated in the market in comparison to Dubai Warrior, who's the unexposed one and could still have a bit more progression to come out. And there's £4 difference in the in the handicap. I know this isn't a handicap, but um, I think Bangkok's a lot better than Dubai Warrior. And I think that's a nice double for, for you for the weekend. Nice one, Jim. There's also the Bobby Joe at Fairy House. It's a hard race to analyse without them finally decked. You know, it tends to whittle down to four or five runners and about half the field seem to be trained by, well, seem to be owned by Jigginstown. So it's a race I'll I'll definitely be keeping an eye on, but we can't. We don't feel confident enough with knowing who's turning up. We could get it entirely wrong, really, uh, for who so enough to analyse it. Although Burroughs say Willie Mullins tends to like this as a Grand National prep, so I'd, I'd be interested to see him here. He's a horse I really like, and I, I if he's decked, I'll probably back him for the Grand National. In fact, before before Saturday. Uh, Jim, is also the Peter Andre Ladies' Day handicap at Chelmsford City. Will you be going to Peter Andre's Ladies' Day? No, certainly not. That is not a place that screams out James Watson, does it? No, I can't. I can't imagine. That. I'm sure. I'm sure. He's, I'm sure they'd love it. I bet you belt out a bit of mysterious girl, lad. No, no. I really. In fact, I'm going to say I hate that song. <laughs> Um, someone sings it at work and it's really, really irritating. Um, so, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I like Peter Andre. Um, I, I don't have anything against him. Could um, Peter I, Andre win the champion hurdle? Yeah, why not? Ch- chuck him in there. Um, anyone else we'd like to chuck in? Peter Andre? Uh, who else? Singers who have... Uh, or, or winners... Winners of Big Brother or something like that. We'll do with that. Anyway, talking rubbish. Love Island. The final enjoying? this week. Are you, are you excited? Uh, I'm disappointed. I, I could watch this series forever. I'm just enjoying it. Everyone's, yeah. It's just a nice series. It's got a good set. It's got a good villain in Mike. 
who doesn't realise he's a villain because his ego's so big. Like, he doesn't <laughs> actually realise he's a villainous human. Uh, but it's, it's good. Who are you going to be voting for? Um, Shanice and Luke T. No. Um, I, I like Luke T too much. That's my issue. I'm I not, like him. I'm I, not a I massive fan of Shanice. But... No, she's she, she's a nice girl, isn't she? But I just think she'd do my head in in real life. I just think she, she's, you know, you know what? Like Disney girls, they're all like that, aren't they? <laughs> uh, and I like Luke M and Demi. Uh, yeah. They're nice people, but they're, they're probably not going to work on the outside. I'll probably uh, be voting for them too. Oh, Finn and Paige. And I don't like Binky and Mrs. Potato Red. Oh, they're, see, just, they're just boring, aren't they? The the nice people, Jim. Not everyone. Say, Jim would rather watch people stamp on children's heads in class as entertainment than just two nice people going about the daily business. But they're not. It's not. How do you know that they're nice? They're just boring. They don't even do anything. Just sit there and just. He walks around like he's. I'm just jealous because he's got a better body than me. Hashtag. Well, hashtag. Be kind. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, move on. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll only have one episode next week out. Uh, it'll be, it'll, we'll be kind of combining a review and preview, and then it's full steam ahead with the Cheltenham previews. We've got our four guests announced as well. Uh, they're up on Twitter. It'll be, we'll have Paul Callahan on to talk about the Tuesday, Adam Webb to talk about the Wednesday, Luca Viscoliosi for the Thursday, and Ray in the races, Liam, for the Friday. Final bit of business to take over, Jim. Your rating the races, nap, next best, and reserve. Oh, oh I've, I've completely forgot about that. Um, it's a good my, job I'm here to steady the ship, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Um, my nap of the weekend on a on a on a windy, windy weekend. Um, Weather-wise, or Race or both. Bit of both. Um, not Bangkok. We're going to go flat. Not Bangkok. Next best, Master Tommy Tucker. Good effort, reserve. I'm going to nap Master Tommy Tucker. Have just a sting as my next best. Again, I, I, I don't think there are many others in, the, uh, in that Betway handicap chase that are <laughs> in form or well handicapped. Just a sting. He's in form and he's well handicapped, so therefore uh, he's a fairly solid selection for me. And am I allowed to next best? Am I allowed to reserve Burrow Satan to, in case he turns up? Is it, he'd be a good reserve because I don't know whether he's running, but yeah, go if on. he does, I'd be very, very keen on him. I have two reserves. <laughs> Burrow Satan's your first reserve. Who's your second reserve? What? Why, why, why are you making me pick every horse going? <laughs> because in case he doesn't turn up, you need some else, don't you? That's fair enough. I mean, the, the reserve is a reserve as a as a backup option. So my backup backup option. Uh, <laughs> my backup backup option. <laughs> so you're making me think now. You've put me. You've put me on the spot. Uh, the juvenile event. Juvenile of. No. Boom the groom in the Peter Andre race. Boom the groom in the Peter Andre race. That's what we wanted to hear. Beautiful. And that is about as weak an opinion 
as anyone will ever get on any horse racing podcast ever. Boom the groom in the Peter Andre race. <laughs> oh dear. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to this week's Turf Talk. Uh, we'll see you all again next week. Might be on Wednesday, Thursday, something Thursday. like that. We'll have one out next week and then like, ciao. Thanks for listening. See you soon. See you later.